It's Thursday, February 8th. I'm Ian Price. Here's our top local story. Gun rights advocates, including the Virginia Citizens Defense League, say they still believe a Roanoke City gun ordinance that we've been telling you about is unconstitutional, even after city council amended it on Tuesday. Members of council opted to remove a portion of the ordinance, which states that guns are not allowed anywhere adjacent to a permitted event or an event that would otherwise require a permit. Gun rights groups say they will go forward with a lawsuit against the city because the ordinance still prohibits guns in parks. Residents are continuing to speak out against plans to develop the Evans Spring area of northwest Roanoke. WFIR's Clark Palmer has the latest. In the coming weeks, the Roanoke City Planning Commission and City Council will be discussing plans to develop the Evans Spring area across from Valley View Mall in northwest Roanoke, which is the largest parcel of undeveloped land left in the Star City. Teresa Gilwonker, a member of the group Friends of Evans Spring, tells WFIR News she is concerned about how development will negatively impact the environment. What they plan on doing to develop this land will destroy the springs, will cover the springs. There's no way to avoid flooding doing that. And with all of these plans that they're coming out with, no one can give us an engineering report to show what damage will be done. Gil Walker also believes developing the Evans Spring land will cause some Northwest Roanoke residents not to trust the word of city leaders. And when you have decades of action not speaking for the African American community in the city of Roanoke, it's a little hard to trust. And one of the major thorns in our side is that over 90% of the people that live in Northwest that are African American were the people who were removed from Northeast. Gil Walker says she feels Roanoke City officials are not concerned with repairing their relationship with the black community. Clark Palmer, WFIR News. The Downtown Roanoke Ambassador Program has people who fill several roles. You've probably seen those that clean, but others have a more focused role. I spoke to Thomas Hart about his job as a downtown Roanoke ambassador, focusing on the unsheltered presence. But I have a route that I walk, Century Plaza, behind Elmwood Park, behind the Tobman. I walk down Norfolk along the train tracks. I go through the alleyways, walk by the front of the library. That entire route is about three to three and a half miles. And I'll do that based on what happens during my day twice. Hard went from homeless to getting a degree at Marshall University. He struggled with drugs and alcohol back in the mid-2000s, which equips him possibly more than others to meet the unsheltered. Hard says he has 10 to 15 regulars and says the interactions go something like this. When's the last time you checked in with Bradley Clinic regarding your leg? Or how did it go at your doctor's appointment for your leg? What, what's next? Do, do, can I help you with anything? Have you got the bandages or do you have a walking boot? Did they provide you with these things? By the way, Dawn is open, you know, today at T-Lot. She's only open Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I make them aware of where they can go during the day to spend their day versus loitering. Hard says he offers to buy coffee for anyone who wants to sit down and talk about recovery, but he doesn't force it. He says they've had about 10 to 13% success rate with getting people help. Hard adds that number is the same as the nationwide average for the block-by-block program that runs Roanoke's Ambassador Program. With a $100 billion-plus bill that contained at least $18 billion for border security apparently dead at this point, a Virginia U.S. senator says he's been through this scenario before. 
More from WFIR's Gene Morano. Democratic Senator Tim Kaine says the Senate worked for months on a joint foreign aid border security bill that now looks like a non-starter. This is a little bit of a deja vu for me because this is the third time that I have been involved in very intense negotiations around border security during the time that I've been in the Senate. And for the third time, a bipartisan proposal that was moving toward passage has been killed by Republicans. Republican Senate colleagues voted against it because they're afraid of Donald Trump, says Kane, who calls that outrageous. House Republicans led by Speaker Mike Johnson also called any Senate border bill in its current form dead on arrival. He does not want to solve the problem at the border. He just wants to use it as a political tool to attack Joe Biden. He doesn't really care about the border. And I've known that because I tried to do a bipartisan deal in 2018. The sad thing is President Trump coming out against it, even though it has the validation of groups kind of left, right and center, even though it has bipartisan support. When President Trump came out against it, most notably, Leader McConnell has said, this thing's dead. It's not going to happen. It also delays the foreign aid part of the bill, which will now have to be voted on separately as Ukraine runs short on ammunition in its fight against Russia. Gene Morano, WFIR News. Bedford County officials have announced the Alert Bedford Emergency Notification System. Through the new system, residents will be updated on any emergency or change with community services. Alert Bedford allows the user to choose which notifications to receive by opting in or out of specific areas of interest. That's the latest. Check back tomorrow for our next update. Ian Price, WFIR News.